Hello, welcome to episode 6 of Death Nerve, the horror movie podcast. In uh, this episode I talk to Andrew Walter about Lucio Fulci's The Beyond. Andrew's a really good friend of mine, we've known each other for like, almost 20 years, which is a bit terrifying. Andrew's the, is an amazing illustrator, um, I seriously recommend you go and look up his stuff. You can go to his website, andrewwalter.co.uk, see some of his amazing work on there. Um, yeah, amazing. Andrew's a big horror fan, and uh, we've spent many hours over the years uh, watching horror movies and talking about horror movies. Uh, yeah, and it was a really, this is a particularly good episode, I think. It was really fun to record, and I hope you enjoy it. Again, like I always answer, I always start with like the same question, and again, I know the answer. Okay, most of the time. But are you a big horror fan? Yeah, I am. I'm not like. I feel like a bit of a poser sometimes when it comes to newer stuff because yeah, I don't yeah. check out that much of it. So there's like a handful of newer films that I really like, but I'm not that good at keeping up with like, like for example, we were talking about one of the older episodes. I've never seen, I haven't seen Midsummer yet or Hereditary. Um, but really, yeah, I'm a big horror fan. Both with like films and literature and you know, music, obviously, and yeah, yeah. all the stuff that goes along with that. Yeah. What, what like newer ones have you seen that you've like liked? Um, I think we talked about this a while ago, but the Borderlands. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got, got a found footage one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's yeah. got a really. It is, it is the Borderlands, right? Yeah, yeah. Because um, I got a, a Shutter subscription, and that was one that I just like took a punt on. Yeah, and yeah, I was amazed at how good it actually was. Yeah, a lot of the found footage stuff is like ropey because it's like yeah, it's one of those things where it's like. Because it's so cheap to make that yeah. anyone can make a found footage film. You can just do it on your phone. Yeah, I had like, that quality. I definitely had like a, I don't know, about ten years ago. I was like, right, I'm done with found footage. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so massive. And also, I always had this thing. I was like, oh, it's ridiculous. Like, you know, who found the footage? But then I realised I was doing exactly the sort of thing we say we always hate, which is people going, oh, that would never happen. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. exactly the same thing. So you don't need an excuse why why you found the footage. It's just. Yeah. It doesn't matter, really. Yeah, it's true. Especially with Borderlands. Well, like, spoiler alert if you've never yeah. seen Borderlands. But, like, at the end of it, like, where is that footage? Oh, actually, from? they because... do... Before they... Yeah, it's a massive spoiler, isn't it? Before <laughs> they go down to the lowest levels, they do set up a little kind of transmitter thing. So they make some kind oh, of... Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I like, oh, him, yeah. He's like, oh, the reception's terrible down here or something. He's like, the, the signal will be terrible, so we better set this up. So I guess that's the justification in that case. Yeah. But, like, yeah, in, like, like, Wreck, for example... Which is a film that I the first time I saw it I didn't really like it that much. All right, and rewatched it and really loved it. Yeah, I don't think there's any explanation in that, is there? No. Like, it's just. Have you seen Wreck Two? Um, I don't know if I have. It, it's it sort of takes ex- place directly after. It's like the first literally one. like seconds after. Yeah, I don't think I have actually. It's really good. Yeah, like, Wreck Two is amazing. Yeah. So it gives a bit more mythology to the zombies okay. in a way, which like normally the sort of thing I'm not really into. I quite like the unexplained like yeah. monster, but like it's really cleverly done. It's yeah. really good, yeah. Because there's hints of like the mythology when they go up to the attic, is yeah. the attic room, or like the top floor room yes. in the first one, isn't there? There's all the stuff on the walls. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah it expands out. on that a bit more. It's really good. I'm not saying there's like a few sequels to other sequels as well, which is like I think one of them's not even a found footage figure, but it's more okay. like a sort of Evil Dead 2 sort of yeah. horror comedy type film, like yeah. a splatter sort of film. And... Yeah. I like the well, it's a classic zombie thing, isn't it? But I like the Constrained location of wreck as well yeah. in the in the tower block. Tower block because yeah. I don't think any, none of it's 
Not take place outside the tower blocks. I don't think. I don't think so. No, no. And it's maybe not the very beginning. He seems all going in. Yeah, yeah. Like on the edges of the fiction, you've got like the authorities, haven't you? That are trying to like you know stop people from leaving because they're in quarantine and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, that's a good film. I think with like you were saying about found footage, I think it's a similar thing with like the comedy sort of you know like the the office. Yeah. like Parks and Rec where yeah, it's like yeah. they totally get rid of like the idea of it actually being a documentary yeah. like why are they why are they filming this like, yeah. yeah it's become its own like weird art form now yeah. it's like because yeah. that used to bother me about stuff like The Office as well it's like because after a while it just becomes like a normal sitcom but there's stuff in the way of the camera like, <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. there's plants in the way of the camera and stuff and like out of yeah. focus bits of The Office in the way yeah. so in the end it just becomes like a badly shot sitcom <laughs> yeah. but yeah I don't know I'm mellowing about that sort of thing now yeah, it doesn't yeah. bother me as much as it used to um, so you wanted to talk about The Beyond is the yeah. film you were Lucio Fulci's The Beyond why Why The Beyond why? Um, probably because like when people say oh, like, what's your favourite horror film yeah and like everyone now says the thing <laughs> yeah. because I'm I'm wicked sick underground <laughs> obviously I needed to pick another one basically <laughs> um, but also like I really like like Lucio Fulci was one when I first started getting into like proper horror mm. I guess he was one of the directors that I really it just really nailed it for me and that's probably my favourite of his films I think it is probably his best one yeah well, it's like it's definitely his most I was going to say his most competent I guess that's, yeah it's it's most, it's most well it's most confident I think with what yeah. he was trying to do definitely um, and I also I like the fact that it's not I actually want to ask you about this later on like <laughs> it's not like I don't think of it as like a gore film like Capital mm. G gore film, even though it is gory. Very gory. Yeah. Am I allowed to swear on this? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's got like a sort of like ghostly quality to it. Yeah. It's like it feels like a. Well, it's not house, but it's got that sort of haunted house feel to it as well, and it's very like gothic and. It's Lovecraftian as well, and it yeah. always, like, references to like. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. When was the first time you saw uh, the Beyond? Then uh, I think I was probably about. Probably around the same time we met you the first yeah. time, actually, because I, I didn't re- I wasn't really that into horror until I was like kind of, I don't know, like sixteen or seventeen or something. Okay. Because I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say my parents were like strict with what we watched when we were kids, but they were definitely like you know they wouldn't let us accidentally see yeah. some horrible <laughs> yeah, horror yeah, yeah, like yeah. past their bedtime or whatever yeah. like that. So I never really had much exposure to all that sort of thing. But when I was like I don't know fourteen, fifteen, and started getting into like heavy metal and grindcore and stuff. A lot of it was from like being intrigued about where the samples came from. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and realizing there's this whole kind of like weird underground of just disgusting, gory films, yeah. basically. Um, and so I went through a stage of just buying a lot of those like re-releases on DVD. And I think I probably got Zombie Flesh Eaters and the Beyond in like the same post pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon. So yeah, probably. I guess it'd be around. I don't know, 2002? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, what, like you were saying, you weren't really into horror when you were younger, though. Like, were you into, like, just, like, thick horror fiction and stuff like that? Like, um, a little bit. I mean, like, I read read a lot of, like, Stephen King and stuff when I was too yeah. young to be doing so. Yeah. Um, and I was into, like, you know, fancy stuff like D&D. And obviously, there is, like, a big horror element in, like, early D&D, which I think people kind of overlook. Because, like, yeah. you know, Gary Gygax was a big fan of, like, hammer horror and stuff and, like, all that kind of thing. So, like, yeah, weird sort of, you know, nerd culture, like creepy nerd culture and stuff, but never, like, full-on full on horror, mm. I think. But, yeah. Really what what was the first sort of, like, proper horror film that you saw, do you reckon, that sort of got you into it? 
I actually can't remember. To yeah. Yeah. I think... It, I don't know, it's that thing of like, what is proper horror again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, do you remember, were you ever like scared by a film when you were younger? What was the first sort of film that scared you? Uh, I was more scared by just weird shit that isn't actually scary. Which <laughs> that's what I'm going to here. But yeah, but, um, yeah. So I mean, I don't really associate horror with feeling scared a lot of the time. I yeah, it's more like, like it's kind of like a cliche that some people say, like horror fans are like, oh, it's comforting to me, and it's not quite that, but it is that sort of like. It's like a feeling of unreality you get from it, I think. Yeah, I think the beyond and like Lucio Fulci stuff is definitely yeah, that. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah, like the rules of like what well, just normal life don't apply. But even <laughs> yeah. like the rules of like normal fiction don't really apply as yeah, well. Yeah. Um I especially like it when you get films where like that the complete every which is you know, probably ninety percent of horror films, but like like humdrum everyday reality butts up against like complete yeah, yeah. nastiness like very, very quickly. Yeah. Um so even stuff like, you know, like like Hellraiser, for example. Like the actual beginning of it, it's just it's got the Clive Barker creepy overtones and stuff, but the actual story of what's going on is very like basic, yeah, like every day. Which it's like moving into a house, <laughs> yeah, 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 like some action, and there's like an affair and like, yeah, yeah, all that kind of like tawdry stuff basically, yeah. and then it just makes what comes later just so much. Yeah, yeah. Hellraiser was probably one of the first like horror films I think I remember watching and thinking like this is like. It's fucking it, basically. Yeah, Hellraiser is amazing. Yeah. I mean, Hellraiser really holds up. Yeah, yeah. I nearly chose Hellraiser for this. So <laughs> okay. I, I thought someone else would probably do a better job. Yeah, yeah. Now, Hellraiser, I think, holds up really well. Yeah, I think definitely. Oh, I think I was talking to you about it at Christmas time actually about Hellraiser and how I really wish that they didn't dub over the American voices. No, I don't. I, but you like that? Yeah, though, I yeah. like. Oh, I like the weird fact that it's not quite set in the UK or the US. Like, there's some yeah. strange. It just it makes it all feel very like off key. Yeah. Um. I don't know why they did it, really. Yeah. But I think it's, I don't know. I guess because they didn't market in America, they had to market it as like a foreign film, wouldn't they? I guess. Yeah, I'm just surprised Clive Barker allowed it. Yes, yeah. I guess he probably didn't have much choice. I suppose so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think that film would be to- even more unique if it was a British horror film done like that. Yeah, because when not what, especially when was that made? Like 1980. I'm not sure. I remember, but like, what British horror films were coming out around then? No? Yeah, it's true. But then. You'd have to have an English pinhead, which wouldn't work, I don't think. He's English, though, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. Is Doug Bradley English? Oh, yeah. Is he? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so you're saying about the, the, the Beyond, um, and you like Lucio Fulci. What, yeah. what, like, what was it about the Beyond that, like, uh, and that sort of Lucio Fulci type films that well, snared you? When I first started getting into, like, again like gore films as opposed to horror films I used to buy the DVDs and then like an idiot child just fast forward through them looking for the gore scenes <laughs> yeah. um, like ruining totally ruining the film for me yeah, basically yeah. Um, especially because I had you know there's that book Eaten Alive by Jay Slater yeah so I got that around the same time so he's the, I think he wrote for Bizarre Magazine didn't he yeah I so, think so yeah so Eaten Alive if anyone listening hasn't read it is just specifically about Italian zombie and cannibal films right so anything with a tent anything where some flesh gets consumed gets counted <laughs> as like a zombie or cannibal film but a lot of the descriptions in there went into deep about the, the gore scenes so I was like oh I've got to see these now so I buy the DVDs and just sort of fast forward through them <laughs> um, and I think I liked The Beyond at the time because it sort of it saved me the bother of fast forwarding through for the gore scenes because it's like <laughs> it's almost nothing but set pieces it's, yeah. it's just crazy like imaginative set piece after imaginative set piece there is more to it now I realise mm. but at the time I was like yeah this just goes straight into it 
Because I think it's within like 10 minutes it gets really, really <laughs> nasty and weird. But the, the also the atmosphere of it is really unsettling. So it's got that kind of like gothic, well, ghostly feel yeah. to it, as well as being, you know, horrible and gory. So that kind of stood out a bit. What I really like about The Beyond is that it's not, I wouldn't say it was a violent film. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there's no like, because all the, 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 the gore in it yeah. doesn't really come from like people. It's not like, it's not like a slasher movie where it's someone killing someone, or it's not zombies eating people. There are a bit of zombies in it, but yeah, yeah. it's like there's that's like it's all sort of like comes from the environment. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. It's like the, it comes from the evil surrounding. Yeah, like that's because things seemingly happy for they happen for like no reason. It does have that sense of just like yeah, just horrible stuff happening. Yeah, it's definitely a violent film though. Don't you think it's got it's got it's gruesome, like it's yeah. horrible. Okay, yeah. I just know if it's like. Violent. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm losing the wrong. It's got more eye gouging than any Lucio Fulci film, <laughs> and that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think there's three in it, right? Well, yeah, that's yeah. Isn't one of them a spider leg? Uh, is that? I, or is that a I cheap? wasn't even counting that one, but yeah. Oh yeah, we go. That yeah, is yeah. an eyeball that gets pulled out. That's a, that's a scene that always sticks out. I think the uh, the sort of egg box spiders. Yeah. The. Do you normally? I mean, do you, do you normally explain like the plot of these films when you're on this podcast? Not really, but we can. Because yeah, yeah. well, I guess the basic setup of it is, is about like a haunted hotel, right? Yeah. The Beyond's about a haunted hotel above, seemingly one of the gates of hell, um, and a woman inherits it and then has the possibly ill-advised <laughs> idea of reopening it for business. <laughs> Set in New Orleans as well, which is something else which is quite different about it. Yeah. Those Italian films, um, and it's just yeah, essentially it's about everyone involved with that reopening just being killed in a yeah. variety of gruesome ways. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a bit more to it than that. Let's talk about that later on. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but that scene, there's one scene where there's um, the architect who's working on the hotel and he's got all these big plans being like a game room and stuff like this and you know whatever. Um, and he keeps asking Liza, who is the woman that's inherited it, for the plans. She doesn't have them. So he has to go to the town hall to get them. A little cameo from Lucio Fulci. Yeah, well. yeah. Uh, and he goes, he's locked in, isn't he? Because he's got like the the guy that runs the town hall or works in the town hall library. He's got like a union meeting or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he says, "I'll just lock you. <laughs> I'm going to lock you in." So he locks <laughs> the door, and the guy goes up on one of those rolly ladders, whatever you call them, <laughs> library, ladder. Like, library ladder, <laughs> yeah, yeah. to get the plans down from like a very high shelf. And he opens up the plans like in the archives of the old hotel and sees like a floor plan which has got nothing to do with the actual hotel itself. It's like got a huge like sprawling kind of layout to it. And then in the middle of the day there is a flash of lightning which shocks him. So he falls backwards <laughs> off of the ladder from a great height, hits his head on the tile floor and he's paralysed. And then from the edges of the room several tarantulas slowly advance on him and mutilate his face and kill him. <laughs> yeah um, but it's a weird mix of real spiders and yeah cardboard spiders yeah. on street so like I can see why they had the cardboard spiders pulling bits of the latex face apart because yeah. obviously it's difficult to train a tarantula I assume <laughs> but you see all these shots which are actually pretty effective shots like the whole scene is yeah. really good you see all these shots over the like the guy's profile when he's laying on the floor so he's still fully conscious as well should be should be mentioned and you can see the spiders advancing towards him, but for some reason, they've got real tarantulas advancing towards him, but they've also got the fake ones, which literally seem like they've got two... I reckon they did them on like a like an air pump, because the legs just go yeah. up and <laughs> yeah, yeah. down. One of those ones used to bite Halloween, really. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they just slowly advance towards him. But you could have 
I mean, I don't want to tell Lucio Fulci, rest in peace, how to do his job, but you could have shot the advi- the spiders walking towards his face with the real ones and then just concentrated yeah. on the fake ones. It would have been not convincing, but it wouldn't have been as jarring, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So that scene is actually quite, it's, it's goofy, Yeah. but there is something about it which is quite, ho- quite horrible, extremely <laughs> really horrible. horrible. Just the way that he's still conscious and you can hear him like groan yeah. as they pull his tongue out and stuff like the that. The one that always sticks in my mind is the uh, like the jug of acid that falls on oh, yeah, his face and that's just melts her face. I was when I rewatched this about a week ago with uh, my partner Kitty, and when we just before we watched that bit, the jug of acid <laughs> falling on the woman's face and the morgue and slowly dissolving it, I was like, oh, "This is my favourite scene." And she went. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've obviously talked about this way too much, but yeah, because it's so that the nastiness of that whole scene. Because she goes to, so one of the other victims ends up in the morgue, right? Joe the plumber ends up in the morgue, and she goes with her daughter to the morgue to dress him in like his best clothes for the funeral, which oh, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure doesn't happen. You don't dress. <laughs> you don't go straight into the morgue with the other corpses to dress up. For your, that's someone's job. Yeah, to yeah. Do. Um, yeah, so she dresses him in his his best clothes for the funeral and makes the daughter sit outside. And then she see, is quite, quite affected because she sees something off, off camera, doesn't she, that you yeah, don't yeah. see and starts screaming. And then the daughter runs in and for no real reason, there's like a 10-gallon jug of acid on a high shelf which is slowly spilling over her mum's <laughs> yeah, face yeah. and dissolving it in extreme detail like foamy yeah like foamy, the foamy like gook yeah it's like it looks like um, like melted red slush puppy or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. but then it's the, sort of pouring towards yeah, her yeah like yeah, the yeah. girl the, the, the girl who's like I guess she's about like, what 11 or something yeah she's standing there in the morgue watching her mum's face dissolve and then her mum's face puddle starts like flowing towards her feet like chasing her <laughs> yeah. around the room it's so it's good horrible yeah. and, and like the music the Fabio Fritz music over that with the sound of like the fizzing face is just it's yeah it's the music in that film is yeah. amazing yeah. I just like anyone that's not seen this film this is going to sound insane <laughs> yeah well it is insane yeah that's it all, is yeah. yeah but that's yeah that's probably it's definitely got and like the sound design of that like the, the echo on the the sloshing of the acid <laughs> and stuff is just yeah. it's amazing I think like Lucio Fulci like is like again is he can really direct or could really direct a, just a suspense scene yeah. I don't think he was very good at narrative or anything no, else no. but he could really do like those tense horror moments definitely. so well definitely like the the classic scene in Zombie Flesh Eaters is, is yeah. the one where you know the yeah. zombies smash through and they're pulling pulling her towards the uh, the splinter and, yeah. and then it goes in the eye that is just it's so oh. slow and, yeah. and the sound I think that's like the sound on all of these films is really good because mm. it's so I don't know. I don't know if this is deliberate or not. Like, maybe I'm giving him too much credit, but a lot of the time, it's very kind of like it's too loud. Like a lot <laughs> yeah. of the sounds of like banging and kind of like doors banging and stuff, and the sounds of like you know tearing flesh and that sort of stuff. It's so overwhelmingly loud compared to everything else, and it's a lot of the time the like the scores are quite busy. Yeah, which you got in all like that's something I really miss in modern films. It's like busy scores that fill up all of the like yeah. all of the audio space. Um, you're like you know, often associated with stuff like Goblin and that kind of thing. But in Lucio Fulci, <clears throat> the you know the sound effect often just kind of it all just blends together, mm. like like cacophony of sound effects with the you know the theme tune. It's just it's always too much synth, synth music. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Um, what other like Lucio Fulci films are like notable, notably good? Would you like? <sighs> so many, really. I like 
Well, New York Ripper is one of my faves. See, I, I think the first time I watched New York Ripper was with you, and yeah. it, it was too grubby for me. It is incredibly grubby, yeah. It's just so... It's just so unpleasant, basically. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just love the atmosphere. I like, I like, well, yeah, kind of, because that's what that's that's quite that's after the beyond. That's quite that's later, yeah, yeah, sort of later in, yeah. yeah. And he's just, I don't know why I like that film. <laughs> <laughs> and that's sort of in that's kind of yeah something about it which is a little bit indefensible. Oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. It's just, but, yeah. It, I don't know it. Again, it's just the insanity of it. The killer talking with a duck voice is one of my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is actually quite chilling, yeah. I think. Like, sort of hilarious and chilling at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it's just this. I think I think you said when we watched it, like most of the stabbings are in the crotch of a lady. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah, all their all the, their breasts all as well. Yeah, as well. So, yeah, it's yeah. pretty horrible. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. I mean, I, to be honest, I actually don't know that much about him as a person. Like, I know he was like a there's Latin a few, Catholic, right? Yeah, and there's a few stories that I've read that he was particularly like horrible. Yeah, but I think film directors generally are like you read you most film directors, like you know, yeah, you've got to get shit done, right? Yeah, like William <laughs> Fredkin, you hear horrible stories about him on The right. Exorcist. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, uh, loads okay. of like these film directors are sort of problematic. Oh, really, yeah. I guess. Well, Toby Hooper was meant to be really intimidating on set sometimes as well. It's quite I think. A big guy, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I, but then you read stories like, um, what's her name? Uh, the woman that plays Emily in The Beyond, who is like a, she's sort of like a ghost or a spirit, isn't she? She's blind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She comes back and warns Eliza away from opening the hotel. Um, and there's some implication that she's been like, she's broken a pact with, with hell, with The Beyond, which is never really made clear, mm. which I quite like. Because you, you remember the, the, in the, the guide dog scene? Oh, yeah. She, uh, where she gets attacked by her own guide dog so she's blind gets attacked by her own guide dog but she's shouting at all the zombies the spirits around her and she's saying like you know I've done what was asked of me um, so you've got to leave me alone like I've fulfilled yeah. my part of the bargain um, but she apparently she'd worked I can't remember which other film she's in with him with directed by Fulci but she you know she really liked working with him so yeah. she came back so I know it's just one I don't know if he was like out and outright tyrant yeah, yeah. I know that in um is it, I think it's in City of the Living Dead where oh, the actresses gets yeah when she get there's like a wind of maggots through yes like, yeah. there. apparently that was like he was particularly yeah. more like horrible during that during that scene yeah it's uh, mm, yeah. yeah but then maybe that's what's missing from contemporary horror <laughs> <laughs> abuse of the cast <laughs> yeah so I like yeah New York Ripper I like I really like um well, zombie flesh eaters is kind of like a given. Zombie flesh eaters is yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's just it's I mean, actually, well, I think zombie flesh eaters is probably his like his best film. You reckon? I think yeah. the Beyond's probably my favourite of his, mm-hmm. but I think zombie flesh eaters is his the, probably the most well made, the most sort of coherent story wise. Anyway, yeah, and the like, atmosphere is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and it, like it looks like it stinks. The whole yeah. film, looks <laughs> yeah, like definitely it reeks basically. Um, like and just a, like the, yeah, the tropical atmosphere of it and yeah. stuff and. That's the soundtrack, that score is incredible. Yeah. yeah, some of the seat and I like the zombies are definitely. I mean, clues in the title, I guess, but the zombies are definitely the center, the center yeah. point of that film, and they are his best zombies. The Conquestador, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 the worst awesome yeah, yeah. I think it's the same guy that did the zombie effect in the Beyond. The, Makes sense. It, They've got that same sort of like guy, muddy look. something De Rossi, like Giannetto De Rossi or something. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, they look like they're caked in clay and stuff, yeah. and like 
you know my friend Ramsey he always said these things they look like like really mouldy kebabs in zombie flesh eaters <laughs> there's just so much stuff like stuff on yeah. them um, and the other thing I like about them I know this is a boring point of contention like <laughs> slow zombies versus fast zombies but the ones in zombie flesh eaters are literally walking corpses yeah. they walk so slowly um, like there's one scene in the in like the I say the high street of the village <laughs> the main you know the main yeah, yeah. and you slowly see like throughout the film there's just shots of that and there's more zombies that get added as, as night yes yeah, yeah, yeah. and then some of them where like they I'd love to know what directions like Fulci gave them as how to walk but they're literally like picking their feet up and putting it like one millimetre <laughs> and when they try and break down doors they just like they just stumble into them repeatedly yeah. until they fall down I know George Romero's direction to his zombies was always just walk slowly yeah because apparently yeah. he'd get people sort of hamming it up a bit putting yeah. their arms out and stuff and he would just say just walk slowly yeah. Yeah. That I mean that works on because obviously his like the like in George Romero films the zombies are people right yeah but in Lucio Fulci the zombies are monsters that's how I yeah. see it basically. especially in like the beyond they're like they're like ghosts they're, yeah they're from yeah. like hell yeah. You know? yeah. They, yeah. and Seat of the Living Dead as well yeah. in fact in Seat of the Living Dead they they disappear if you like, don't believe in them, don't they? Yeah. Like, if you try and, like, I don't know if you shut your eyes or you try and kind of look away, if you will them to not exist, then they can't yeah. smash your head in a It's like in, I know it's not a Fulci film, but um, uh, Living Dead at Manchester Morgue, they don't yeah. show up in photographs, do they? Like, oh, yeah, that's it? right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, they're kind of like a vampire. Supernatural element. Yeah. sort of thing, yeah. element to them. See, I love, I love all that before it was, like, codified what a zombie yeah. is. It's just, you know, everyone agreed that they were dead people. Yeah. But like how they work, like the the rules kind of weren't there. Yeah, it's all the Romero one that stuck, wasn't it? But yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think shoot um, him in the head. Yeah, Living Dead at Manchester Morgue is quite interesting because it's sort of it's after Night of the Living Dead, obviously. Yeah. But it's not. It's before Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. So it's oh, that yeah, yeah. it's that like weird sort of limbo period yeah. between those films where like especially well no that's a Spanish film, isn't it? Um, yeah. Manchester Morgue, but like especially Italian films, they would just churn out these zombie movies. Yeah. But like again, there was just weird stuff about them. They weren't like they weren't quite codified yet. What a zombie was! One of my favourite things in the Living Dead in Manchester Morgue is how they make more zombies. Do you remember? I can't remember. It's been, it's been quite a long time since I've seen. They smear blood on the eyelids of corpses. The zombies smear blood. Yeah, on the yeah, yeah. So there's like a ritual involved there and stuff, yeah. which makes no sense considering that in that film, the reason for them coming back to life is like experimental kind of <laughs> yeah, pesticide yeah, yeah. machines. Yeah, yeah. That's what raises them back to. <clears throat> but yeah, another awesome film. Yeah. And I, the other Lucio Fulci that I don't like. Well, I'll only talk about one more. <laughs> I was going to mention Don't Torture a Duckling. You can talk about as, as, as many well, Fulci films as you want. Don't Torture a Duckling is really good. Just yeah, well, I only watched that recently. I've got the Arrow Blu ray. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. But have you seen A Cat in the Brain? I know. But you know the gist of it. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone's not seen it, it's basically like Lucio Fulci doing a curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> 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 He's more or less playing himself. And he, yeah, it's about a director who's terrified that his obsession with horror and death is making him kill people. And, which sounds quite straightforward, but this film is more or less like, like I think probably about 30% of it is just shots from his other films intercut with stuff. Yeah. It's almost as if Italian horror movies are really cheap. <laughs> yeah, like, cheap and derivative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was made in like the 90s as well. Yeah. But there's, yeah, and there's... um. That was one of his last was it, was it his last before he died? I don't think it was his last. It was definitely one of his last horror mm. films, I think. But he yeah, that it's just so nuts. Like it it doesn't really follow any sort of narrative. And there's one bit in it where he's Lucio Fulci as himself is driving a car and trying to run down this guy and he's 
he's driving the car at him and as the guy's running away he's like he's screaming please please don't do this to me Mr. Fulci <laughs> Mr. Fulci <laughs> he's like it's, yeah it's, yeah, a, it's a nuts film and there's, yeah, there's many you know the cat, the title of Cat in the Brain is metaphorical but that metaphor takes the place of a cat puppet often devouring bits of brain tissue <laughs> on the film so you see shots of inside his head yeah. and like a kind of yeah Horrible. No, there's no much subtlety in there. <laughs> no, yeah. Fortune, yeah. <laughs> um, you say about talk, don't torture a duckling. That's yeah. sort of a, that's one of his earlier work. Well, not yeah. early. Well, no, it's sort of I think when I think it's one of his earlier film. horror. I think he did a few like yeah, because he did. I think he. I think it's not. I mean, proper horror fans probably <laughs> didn't scoff at my lack of knowledge. But I think that's around the same time he was doing like westerns and stuff. Yeah. And like, um, like a lot of Italian directors were though, yeah. at the time yeah. chasing the money yeah. basically um, and yeah that's kind of I mean it's interesting you don't that you said that the New York Ripper was too much for you but you like Don't Torture a Duckling because that's the film that features a point of view shot of a child being strangled <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it is, it is I guess I suppose like I think it's the overall tone of New York Ripper which is just yeah. like well, there are, there's there's morals in Don't Torture a Duckling, which is that the clergy can do bad things, I suppose. Yeah. Whereas in New York Ripper, the message is... Women are horrible. Is, they should be killed. Yeah, the message is like, you know, insert insert moral here. There isn't, yeah. there isn't one or <laughs> Everything Everything's fucked, basically. Yeah, yeah. But there's that in, like, in Don't Torture a Duckling. Yeah, spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen it. But the end where the priest falls off the cliff and it's... My God, like, yeah... It's a dummy falling like head first, like virtually head first down the side of the cliff, and in slow motion while screaming all the time, while his head repeatedly like bounces off like chunks of rock. But there's like you can see like sparks Spots. coming off the dummy. And <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. So like, first of all, why put that in? Because it's got quite like a not serious tone. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like, not like a gore film, is it? Don't watch it. It's not like yeah. So it's all this build up to the end, and then it's just that like. Yeah, like protracted kind of slow motion of this dummy's head just exploding on like rock after rock. It's yeah, it's something. a very weird film. Yeah, um, but that's sort of like—is it? I guess that is a giallo, isn't it? Really, don't yeah, torture a duckling. So. Like, yeah. what, um, I mean, you obviously like Italian horror. What other sort of films are under, like non fortune ones are you into? Like, um, well, I Especially do like the giallo sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I like you know, I I do like uh, Argento. Yeah, not like a massive scholar of Argento or anything, but I do like his classic stuff, like you know, Suspiria and Inferno and Tenebrae and stuff. Yeah, and um, Phenomena is yes. one of my favourites yeah. as well. I think that's really underrated that film actually. It does the, the one thing I don't like about it is it does the as much as I love heavy metal, that film does the same thing as like Demons, except in it's got like Ace of Spades on the soundtrack yeah, yeah. I think and like Run to the Hills. And it just sort of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, with Demons, it sort of works because Demons is almost like it's almost like a heavy metal film. Yeah, it's so yeah, like yeah. silly and over the top. And, and also, I don't think any actual like any licensed music used in Demons, is it? Correct me if I'm wrong. No, it is. Yeah, at the end, it's um, is it Accept? There's okay, the, you know when he's oh, driving he's around the motorbike and yeah, is it, okay. I think it's yeah. Accept. Is it fast? But that makes sense in that scene. Yeah, like there's a bit in Phenomena where one of the characters is walking really slowly through a house and like I think I do. It might. There's like an Iron Maiden song, yeah, like, yeah. in a suspense scene. Which <laughs> yeah, work. which is strange for like, especially for like Argento, where like, like Goblin, yeah, that music is so intertwined with like his films. Yeah, I think. yeah. yeah I don't think... know what the story is there, to be honest. Yeah, maybe a producer was like, we need to use these contemporary heavy maybe. metal bands. People they like horror. Yeah, use the heavy metal people. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, horror, horror fans are idiots. They only like this heavy metal. Just stick <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. 
I, that that film's really got some amazing set pieces in like the you know at the end when she's stuck in the in like the, the tunnel leading down to the the cellar where there's a yeah, body yeah. pit and she's got the phone she's trying to ring for help and she grabs the phone and pulls it out of the wall and she's crawling down the tunnel but she's still got the phone and it's attached to the wall by the wire so by this point yeah, the, wire, yeah. the phone wire is like like 40 feet long and she's crawling <laughs> down it's just so it's just so odd like I, I think again a lot of the Italian films is more about these just really good set pieces especially like Lucio Fulci and Dario Argento like yeah. you think of Suspiria yeah and that is just basically a series of just really good like interesting sort of suspense scenes yeah, pieced together isn't it really yeah Suspiria is amazing. Suspiria is amazing. I slept in the new one, you know. Not seen it. It's good. It's a yeah. totally different film. It's, yeah. it's almost like the opposite okay. of the Dario Argento one because it's quite grim looking and dark. Okay. Um, you said it's, it's, it's happy. You said no, Suspiria is a great film. You went. It's almost the opposite. It's a bad. <laughs> it's, it's a shit yeah. film. No, no. It's like it is a good. It's a very good film. It's very like dark looking and sort of like like a lot of modern horror films are where it's like washed out colours. Yeah. Which is you know that isn't Suspiria really when you think of yeah. Suspiria. But, it's incredibly vibrant, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I think if it wasn't called Suspiria, mm-hmm. people wouldn't really notice. I guess it's just because it's in a ballet school. Yeah, I've heard. I've, like, it's one of those films. But it like, is really good. Like, yeah. It is a good film. It's just a long, as well, like two and a half hours, three hours long. I've heard as many people say they hated it as they loved it. So I need to see it. Yeah. I think one of the things that put me off is that promo shot of the dancers and they're wearing like granny pants. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they're sort of like wearing grey kind of like yeah. thermal underwear and it's very like... I mean, it's a modern film, so obviously yeah. it's not going to be up like a classic ballet. It's like yeah. contemporary well, it's, dance. it's set in the like seventies, though. It's, uh, Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not set like modern times. It's set it's in the seventies. Yeah. See, I don't know. Because it's in that. Berlin. The Berlin Wall is like a big part of it. Right. Like, the okay. fact that you like it's, like, it's the Berlin Wall is like this foreboding presence yeah. in in the film, really. Yeah. And it, also, like you're talking about the dancing in it. Yeah. It's actually that's how the sort of coven. That's like their incantation. Oh, basically, right. they use dance to. Okay. Like as magic, yeah, and like which is a really interesting idea, which is the sort of thing I think that's what should sort of been in the original Suspiria. Yeah, because I don't think it's ever explained why it's a ballet school. Yeah. Is it, in the original, no, not that I can remember. Yeah. A lot isn't explained in the original. To be yeah. fair, yeah. so you're talking about films that, that like scare you, and I'm yeah. saying I don't, you know, I don't get it that often because I'm hard, fucking hard. <laughs> but Suspiria actually does creep me out. There's some bits in it, like when you hear the. It's just small stuff, like you know, when the maggots start pulling out the stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the bit when they're, because they all, I think that's, I think it's connected to the same thing. Like, don't they move to sleep in like the hall? They yeah, they sort of set up because there's like there's something wrong with the dorms or whatever. I so think it's the maggot. In, I think yeah. the maggot infestation is why why they move. It could be yeah. wrong. But then when they're in there, they hear one of the witches kind of like breathing yeah. like an animal, and that really that's yeah is creepy. And is that quite nice like set piece where it's like. Because there's all the big sort of partition sheets up. Yeah, and you yeah. just see the silhouettes. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah, and they get really the, brightly lit. And the hopelessness of the like the razor wire scene when yeah. she jumps, she jumps yeah. through the small window. You think she's got out, and then she yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, awful way. Yeah. 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 Um, what about the more like we sort of demons? What about the more sort of like trashy Italian type, like you know, you Umberto Lenzi, like Nightmare City, that sort of thing. You're into that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I really like Nightmare City. I've not seen it that many times, maybe two or three times yeah. or something. I really like that film. I like if you're talking pure trash yeah, yeah. do like Cannibal Holocaust I know that makes well, I think re- Cannibal Holocaust well, I don't think Cannibal Holocaust is as trashy as like it's it's not um, Cannibal Ferox Cannibal Ferox is, is a trashy yeah. film I yeah. think like in many ways I think Cannibal Holocaust is kind of quite classy I, you know what the going back is, to found footage it sort of started as one of the first ones I think the problem is with it I think it yeah. thinks it's classy yeah it's um, trying to be clever yeah yeah 
and it fails by just going over the top at the cleverness. But like you say, it does have that sort of like, you know, very original found footage film. For one thing, it they try and make it moral because they're like, oh, the, the, it turns out the filmmakers were bastards. <laughs> yeah. They deserved everything they got. But this is a film where they got like you know indigenous people to work for no money yeah, yeah. they kill actual animals again. yeah That's, yeah that, even, it, even yeah. i didn't want to talk about animal stuff yeah, but it's sorry. almost like it's i've still it's never fun. seen it fully uncut because you, it has that stuff in it and i'm not actually that bothered about seeing that yeah but yeah. i mean it's sort of it kind of has to be in there to be the full film because i think the point if there was a point i mean the main point of putting it in was to be shocking in a really yeah, stupid yeah. cruel way but I think what it does when you watch the whole thing, it gives you that sense of like, oh, we've done this. So like, who knows what of the other stuff is real, basically. Yeah. It's further blurring the lines. Yeah. But I can't honestly recommend anyone watches the full film with that stuff in. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's so horrible. Again, I, I really like Animal Holocaust, but it's never, again, similar to like New York Ripper. Like, it's, I think it's a good film, but yeah. like, I would never go, oh, nice relaxing, I'm, I'll finish work, I'll watch a lovely film, I'll no. watch Animal Holocaust, no. I'll watch, you know what I mean? It's not I, a... Whereas I think even something like The Beyond, which is gruesome and horrible, yeah, but it's still a film that I would sit like you know on a Sunday afternoon or whatever, sit and watch that yeah. as watch, entertainment. Watching Cannibal Holocaust is like work. You have to, yes. like, it's like yeah, a project. Yeah. You have to be yeah, like, right, yeah. I'm going to do this to myself again for some <laughs> reason, basically. Um, but yeah, like going back to Nightmare City, that is a really good film, notable yeah. for the the, for the first fast zombies. Yeah, possibly, yeah, yeah, I think. Um, and I like the fact that they like they use weapons as well. Yeah, for some reason they just like. They're like recently dead slashers. It's like a whole army of slashers kind of pour off of them <laughs> yeah, yeah. playing with... Well, apparently, Umberto Lenzi would never refer to them as zombies. He would okay. call them infected people. Right, right, right yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. I, this is a film that I won't ruin the end for anyone that hasn't seen oh, it. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, that's, the ending's too good. It's quite something, yeah, put it that way. It's quite a narrative device. <laughs> and it means that if you wish, then there's no reason to ever stop watching the film. Exactly. Ever. Yeah, that could, yeah. If you watch the film as intended, you'd probably do nothing but watch it until you died of thirst, basically. <laughs> um, going back onto Fulci, you were saying that he directed like westerns, like a lot of Italian, like yeah. sort of exploitation directors did. Have you seen many of his other sort of genre films? His other no, I haven't seen any of the westerns. I've seen you did a few gangster films. Yeah, right, didn't I've he? seen Contraband. Yeah, what's that? I've never seen any of them. It's good. Yeah, yeah. it's really. It's, it's like a it's a really low key mafia film like the it's about like cigarette smuggling oh, right. yeah. but yeah it's another it's yeah it's a mafia gore film does it have the same sort of fulci's oh, yeah. like gore oh, yeah, and, does it have the same sort of music as well is it like quite like bombastic um, sort of music yeah. I can't remember if that's Fabio Fritti or not I've got a feeling it mm. might be actually but yeah it does yeah like, there's a scene he doesn't yeah to give you a sense of what sort of film it is there's a scene where they like torture a woman by like, blow torching her face <laughs> And that's yeah. not, yeah. It it didn't have to be in there. It's just Fulci, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just pushing the envelope. Um, yeah, I need to watch that again. Actually, it's really yeah, yeah. good. I've, I've seen, I'm not seen all of it, but I've seen some of his fantasy like adventure movie, oh, a Conquest. Yeah, I've seen it's, it. It was hard work, but I think I was rather intoxicated. Yeah, there's zombies in that. There's zombies in it. Yeah, there mm. is. There's also giant coke snuffing Wookies in it. <laughs> um, yeah, I need to rewatch that. Yeah, I I think I remember just yeah intoxicating myself in order to get through it but then <laughs> pushing it too far and not remembering much of the film basically and watch that again. that's in that book I was talking about oh, Jay, right. the Jay Slater book so at some point presumably someone gets eaten yes yeah. Yeah. well there you yeah. yeah. I've always found that the Italian thing really interesting though of just like them just churning out 
Yeah. Especially someone like Fulci or yeah. Umberto Lenzi who would just so many films of just like different types of drama yeah like, and like the, the whole rip off thing like that was the thing that's levelled at them a lot of the time yeah but I don't quite because it's, it's undeniable it was done for money oh like, yeah of course like yeah. Contamination is one of my favourite films yeah. I think by what's his name Kotsi uh, Luigi Kotsi yeah and that's clearly just trying to rip off Alien yeah. but by the fact that it misses it so badly it becomes something else yeah definitely I know I love Contamination yeah. I met Luigi Cozzi but didn't really realise it was him until afterwards really? yeah how? I was at um, Dario Argento's shop in Rome oh yeah you told me he, he, run, he, he ran it Rosso, right? but he runs it he yeah, works okay. there yeah that's interesting and uh, the lady that was there with him didn't speak much English yeah. and she was saying oh Star Crash Star Crash yeah. Like, oh, right, yeah. and, then, the... and then it turns out he was, it was him he was the director of Star Crash and Contamination and the Luferino Hercules film. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> He's got a really funny anglicised name that he used on some of his films. I can't remember. Oh, Something I, know. Like... I know. A lot of them did, though, didn't they? Like, I know. Um, what's his name? Claudio Fagrasso, who yeah. did Troll 2. It was yeah. Drake Floyd. Drake Floyd. <laughs> So that's got some yeah. flair. I remember, yeah. I remember Cotsy's one being something. It's almost like Lewis Coates or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like a really bland, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of uninspiring scene. Yeah. The uh, talking of Drake Floyd, um, Lu- uh, not Luigi Cotsy, uh, um, Fregato. Claudio Fregato. Have you ever seen? Oh, actually, I know you have. I think I might have watched it with you. Um, Zombie Flesh Eaters Two. Yeah. Or I Zombie Free. I have. It didn't really <laughs> rewarrant a rewatch. <laughs> I've got it on Blu-ray. <laughs> Actually, I should watch it. Yeah. You should. It actually is great. It's fun. It's silly. It's so stupid. Because there's how many how many zombie flesh eaters films are there? Well, there's one of these. It's one of these weird things because of like, the original zombie flesh eaters is in Italy and Europe. It's Zombie Two because it's right. a, a, like a knockoff sequel to Dawn of the Dead, yeah. which was released as Zombie. Yeah. So there's loads of films that are called Zombie, like Zombie Six. Yeah. Or Zombie Flesh Eaters 4. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There's so many different films that have got that title slapped on it, as well as other. Same with Demons. There's loads. There's, I think there's three different Demons 5. Is it? Are, yeah, something stupid. Right. It's all different films. Okay. Like they're just. No, no, no related yeah. to Demons. Yeah. Um, Only the first two are canon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've got. Uh, what's his name? The. Uh, the, the pimp guy. The guy that's the pimp guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. He's amazing. <laughs> he that's plays, another film I could talk about forever. Doesn't he play a different character that's exactly the same in Demons 2? Demons 2, yeah, but he's like a gym instructor. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because the bit where they get stuck in and he's trying to like, they're trying to break out by throwing, <laughs> throwing, throwing dumbbells. Like dumbbells at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's instructing, like, is it Demons 1 or Demons 2 where he's t- like, he takes command of the situation and he tells everyone to smash, smash everything, everything, smash everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's Demons yeah. 1 where they go into the, because the, the, the premise of Demons is it's like they go into a cinema yeah. and it's like just locked in and there's just de- the, the film that they're watching is spawning, turning people into demons. Yeah. So that, there's not much else. Yeah. But then, but the sequel, it's all set in like, it's got loads of the same actors in it playing different characters. Right, yeah. But it's set in a, like an apartment block, yeah. and they're watching that same film, but on is on TV. Yeah, and he was saying about how it's all like heavy metal music and demons. Yeah. In the sequel, it's like all like new wave and like post punk stuff. Yeah. It's all like the Smiths and the yeah. Cult. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you got the post punks in the first one, haven't you? That are sort of driving along, yeah, who are subtly taking cocaine out of a can of coke, coke out of a coke can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always think a tower block is a really good setting for a horror film. Yeah, like, I, I, I like, um, yeah, like. A bit off topic, but um, Shivers, for example, yeah, is a really great setting. That's a really creepy film. Like, Shivers is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I got I got onto a bit of a, like a, a Cronenberg thing a little while ago. I like watched some of his. Have you seen Rabbit? They just originally did yeah, a remake yeah. of Rabbit. Aren't, aren't, you, aren't you always on a Cronenberg thing though? Surely that's like a 
Rob Saunders twenty four seven, isn't it? Yeah, I love the fly. <laughs> I'm always on a fly thing. I yeah. love the fly. I think the fly is his best film. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, um, but then I really got trying to watch some of his earlier. You know, his okay. original sort of Canadian stuff. Yeah, it's all Canadian. We know what I mean. Um, and both also like watch some of his more recent. Oh, stuff. Yeah. Have you ever seen History of Violence? Uh, yeah, not a horror film at all. Yes, I have. I, yeah. I think it's amazing, that film. Yeah, I really like it. Do you know what? I liked it, but yeah. then I thought the reveal of his past was a bit kind of... I was expecting something more. I don't know what. Yeah. I knew it wasn't like, you know, a proper horror film. Yeah. Um, but I was expecting a bit more than like a mafia connection, I think. Yeah. Have you read the comic? No. Because the no. comic, it's written by uh, John Wagner, one of the co-creators of Judge Dredd. Oh, yeah. Um, and, it, yeah, the comic's better, but the comic's really, really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll have to check that out. Yeah, but I think, I just think Cronenberg's a really interesting director. I yeah. Think, you know. What's the other film we did around that time? Um, Eastern Promises. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, good. Of, yeah, that's, that's a really good, good film. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I have seen Rapids. That's the one with the, the blood-sucking tentacle in the girl's armpit, isn't it? Yeah, I, think. I don't know. Is that his, that's not his first film, is it? I know. I think I don't know what his first film was. I think he did Shivers before Rapid, didn't he? It's definitely around the same time. Yeah, yeah. I definitely Shivers definitely stuck with me more. I think just because of the, the. I think I think. I don't know. I was going to say I think it's ripping something else off the whole high rise aspect of it. But I could be wrong, but just like the kind of like it's that thing of like modernity, like oh you've got everything you ever need, so you never yeah. have to leave this tower block. It's like almost in, a sci-fi, like sort yeah, of sci-fi yeah, premise, isn't yeah. it? Really, yeah. it's got that. Like, it must have been inspired by uh, High Rise, yeah. that J.D. Ballard wrote. It was, him, it was him that did The Brood. Yes, yeah, that's a really good film as well. That's a mad film. Yeah, the Brood, that's yeah, crazy, yeah. quite disturbing. I've always said with Cronenberg, is similar to Wes Craven, where even his films aren't particularly good. Yeah, they've always got like an interesting stuff, interesting ideas yeah. in them. Yeah, definitely. Like Wes Craven has directed some well, tripe. Yeah, but even those rubbish films have got there's something in them. Yeah. Yeah, something about them, like maybe not his sort of like later sort of after Scream stuff. Mm. There's that weird werewolf film Kirsty did, and yeah. uh, I've never seen um, Your Soul to Keep or whatever. So it's weird slasher movies. Never but really heard of that one. It's funny he did. It was, he did that, and then he did Scream Four. It was his last one. Oh, okay, right, died. Right. But yeah, um, yeah. I always think Wes Craven and David Cronenberg. There's just something there. Yeah, something interesting. I just I could just watch those films. Yeah, yeah. Just to just to see that little spark of idea yeah I know it's not him but have you seen The Fly 2 no I've got it on DVD but never watched it I bought the box set of the two because it was cheaper yeah. to get that yeah. The, yeah it's terrible <laughs> it's got some amazing effects in it not, yeah. not isn't it directed by a special effects person I think, I think it is yeah. I think it's the guy that did special effects on The on Fly the first one. one yeah right? which makes sense yeah. yeah it's not terrible it's just not very good compared to The yeah. Fly um, and it's got like a yeah just some of the effects in it are pretty damn good but mm. No, worth worth one watch. All right, I haven't even I haven't read the one star reviews yet. Okay. I haven't got to the one star reviews right. of the Beyond. All right, what do you reckon they're going to complain about on these one star reviews? What do you, uh... one star reviews of the Beyond are going to be about nonsensical narrative? They're going to be about see, like interesting what you said about it not being a violent film. I can't see there being anyone writing a one star review and being offended by the violence by the gore. I don't okay. think anyone's going to be affected, offended by the tone, but I do think they're going to complain about crap-looking effects, or they consider to be crap-looking effects. Yes. Okay, all right, let's see. This other <laughs> the, the headline of this one is gratuitous fakey gore. Fakey? <laughs> fakey gore. Line. This movie is bloody awful. It makes zero sense. 
<laughs> it has some of the most inappropriate uses of gore I've ever seen. It's just a collection of hastily strung together setups for really bad special effects that go on way too long. Pretty much everything you've said. Um, for example, when the guy falls in the records room and the spiders come for him, why did they use real spiders and fake spiders at the same time? I didn't write that review. Yeah, yeah, it was just, hey, Andrew. What? I wrote that review but left a zero off. Yeah. It should be ten. <laughs> it's laughable. Why would there be an open bottle of acid at all sorts of And why did the lady just fall down and sit there while the acid poured on her face? <laughs> um, yeah. I watched the movie with a group of friends late last night and we were shocked by how bad it was. The viewing turned into an episode of Mystery Science Theatre 3000. Yeah, well, that's easy to do to any film, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody was ripping it. I've seen Fulci's Zombie and The City of the Living Dead. And all I can say about this director is completely overrated. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Um, I th- yeah, okay. I mean... You, it says, you can see the horror films that were coming out at the time in the States, like Alien and John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah alright, fair enough. But, I, th- I mean, it's interesting you say you watch it with a group of friends. Like, I think that there's certain... There is, like, an optimum number of people to view certain films with. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like... I think that beyond is probably like maybe three is the maximum, and also certain people. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. You shouldn't watch it with like a bunch of no offense to the reviewer, but a bunch of sneering frat boys. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't. You should watch it with someone who's prepared, who actually likes kind of like horror, like and the mood aspect of yeah, horror, weird, yeah, weird, weird stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like I wouldn't sit and like, well, like you know, if, and also like the sort of right setting, you wouldn't be like, oh, we're at a party, let's stick on the beyond, no. would you? Yeah. It's not like Evil Dead Two, is it? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm a massive nerd, when I rewatched it. Last week we had we lit some candles, had some black candles. On there. <laughs> nice. All right, let's have a look. This is uh, all right. Well, the headline of this is for Fulci fans only. Okay, <laughs> this is without doubt one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> a woman inherits an ho- old hotel in Louisiana that was built on one of the seven gateways that lead to hell. When she starts renovating the place, they accidentally open the doorway and all hell breaks loose, or not. The gore slash creature effects are, even for a low-budget film, so bad that the zombies look ridiculous. The movie contains a scene where a man is being eaten by spiders. The fake spiders, the scene also contains two or three real spiders, looks like look like potatoes on wire. That's fair. That is fair. Yeah. The actors are awful. The score is annoying. Oh, come on. <laughs> and the script is weak. <laughs> Fulci never reaches the same level of the true masters of the genre. Romero, Jackson, Argento, Jack, Peter Jackson. Okay. Yeah. I was like, who's Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. This film is for Fulci fans only. It's interesting yeah. you said about, like, because on 100% undeniable source of all truth Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it says that apparently the script, there wasn't really like a proper script. Like, he had like a three page treatment, and they yeah. just kind of like, he saw a lot of the ideas came to him based on the location they were in at the time and stuff like that. That makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? It sort of plays like that, that yeah. film, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. What was there? Was, bring out that list of complaints from that person again. There was, was it terrible effects? Yeah. What they, they said something about the acting as well, didn't they? Yeah, so it says um, the, the zombies look so ridiculous. The movie contains a scene where the actors are awful. Do you think the actors are awful in this film? I think it's hard to tell with a sort of Italian film because the way they're made, yeah. where half the actors are speaking English, yeah, the other half are speaking Italian, or like you know, like yeah, in, in there like so, and then dubbed over, yeah. It's just hard to tell. I think it's reliant on the actual actors and the voice actors dubbing their voices as well. Yeah, I think I think most of the actors in this are actually English speakers. 
I think yeah, apart I think from are, yeah, like yeah. Catherine McCall that played Liza is yeah. English. David Warbeck is, I think he's English. Oh. Definitely English is his first language. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what's the name? The one that plays Emily, who's in Beyond the Darkness. Cinzia something. Yeah. Probably pronouncing that completely wrong. The Italian version of Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her yeah, her acting is all kind of like you know, wide-eyed prophesizing about what's going to happen if she carries to open up yeah, yeah. Actually, I, one of the things I did notice I hadn't really noticed before when I rewatched it is that whenever she's in a scene and she's given like kind of dark prophecies about what should, should and shouldn't be done, she's got echo on her voice and no one else does, which mm. I thought was a really nice little touch. Yeah, like yeah. She's, cause she, I also hadn't really realised that she's sort of out of time from the rest of the cast. Yeah. Because David Warbeck that plays the Doctor, he says he's never heard of her when Liza says like, oh yeah, she lives in that house down by down by the way yeah. it's like you know classic horror film sting that house has been abandoned for, <laughs> you know 70 years I hadn't really noticed that before but yeah. she's kind of like she's out of time from the from the rest and only Liza ever sees her or talks to her but she's still yeah. small by her own kind of again it's just for those um, typical Fulci or just those like weird Italian films where it is there's lots of ideas in them yeah, yeah. lots of threads that are never really taken anywhere um I think um, House of the Cemetery is a similar yeah, one yeah. for that, isn't it? Very, yeah, so. very open-ended yeah. ideas that don't yeah. really go anywhere. Like, that's a good, that's a good uh, Fulci. It's great. Uh, Dr. Freud's Dr. Yeah, one yeah, of my yeah, favourite yeah, yeah. evil like, villain. It's a particularly gruesome killing that where he brings a knife down through the back of the head and it comes up. Yeah, yeah. That's been used on, I've seen it on at least one death metal demo tape. Oh, it's got, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah, iconic. Definitely. Yeah. It's, um, it's a weird thing, there's a scene in that as well where... Um, like they're like the, uh, by the door and then he's trying to get in a bit like the shining where he's mm-hmm. smashing through and apparently um, uh, Quentin Tarantino yeah like that was his big inspiration for a scene in Kill Bill he's, really? he's in the coffin apparently yeah apparently Tarantino's a massive Lucio Fulci fan and uh, okay yeah it sort of makes sense doesn't yeah, it because yeah. Yeah. I know like his last few films Tarantino I've not seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood but his like the few films before that were Basically, his versions of Italian films, right? right. So he did Inglorious Bastards, which yeah. is a, a um, he's the director of the original. That I can't remember his name. He did a few like horror movies mm-hmm. and Django. Yeah, um, I was really hoping he would do a, his his Fulci sort of movie. I think a sort of Tarantino sort of. Do you reckon he could pull off like full horror? Tarantino? I don't know. I know he said in interviews that he would like to do a horror film, but he wouldn't. He don't, he don't think he could. I think he's got. Yeah. There's too much sort of like comedy and sort of like self-referential sort of stuff in his his stuff, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, this is gonna make me sound like a complete psycho in here, right? Yeah. But one of the things I really like about Fulci that you don't get in a lot of modern horror is the complete lack of humor. <laughs> like, there's none. <laughs> yeah. There's none. Like, it's it. Well, no, I don't think there's any intentional humor in. I can't think of any in any of these films, really. No. I mean, maybe like a few, a few bits here and there. But like, I'd love to see someone make a Fulci like film that just doesn't go for the goofiness, like, like at all. Yeah, I mean, what would be the sort of closest sort of like, a, like, recent film? I know you said you don't really know many recent films, but there's not. Yeah. There's always that sort of almost no, it's a horror film thing, isn't there in recent horror films? Yeah, it's that like knowingness which kind yeah. of annoys me a little bit sometimes. Actually, I think the um, Suspiria remake that's quite humorless. Yeah. That's uh, good. Yeah, humorless film. I sound mental, David. <laughs> I mean, these films need to be less fun. <laughs> They've got to be unpleasant. I'm well, sure. no, you mean though, because like I don't, but the thing is, there, there is probably stuff out there, but it probably goes too far with the like the 
puerile horribleness. Like there's these I haven't watched any of them, but there's these August Underground films. Have you heard of these? Oh, no, I don't know what they are. They're like I think they're found footage stuff, but they're like you know they're just really unpleasant kind of. Hmm. They're they're almost like they've got that approach towards violence, like I don't know, the mermaid in a manhole type stuff, or like yeah, they, oh, right, they're just yeah. scenes of like graphic violence and yeah. like abuse and stuff like that, which it's it's just it's like you know films for gore hounds type stuff yeah, yeah. and I don't I don't know maybe see the thing is maybe these films that we're talking about maybe that's what those were at the time but it's a bit more palatable now because they didn't quite because special effects now can't they can do like you can make anything look like anything I don't want to say too real yeah. but if you want to be like a proper dick about it you can really make offensive stuff now yeah. with special effects oh yeah um I don't know. It's a difficult thing to kind of like to split the difference on. Like, like yeah. beyond the dark, like beyond the darkness by um, what's his name? Joe D'Amato. Yeah. Have you seen that? No, no, no. See, that's like another eighties uh, Italian film that is just really like nasty. Yeah. It's about an embalmer that basically he's yeah keeps his girlfriend's dead body and stuff. And yeah, yeah. And that's like it's really unpleasant, but it doesn't have like it's not like. There's nothing like broy about it. It's not yeah. trying to be like, oh, so you like you like hardcore stuff, do you? To have this, right? This, yeah, yeah, I know. What you, you mean it's what not mean? trying yeah. to like, it's pushing the boundaries, but not trying to be like, um, almost like competitive. Oh, you try to t- see how much gore you can handle, yeah. how realistic you can exactly. Take it. Yeah, I think there's like a general shift. It's not, it's not get too deep here. No, get, <laughs> but, as deep, get as deep as you like. There is like a shift in terms of like media and violence, like in the last like twenty years or so, and not just media, but the way people think about violence, because like. You know, you've got like you essentially got like gore pictures on cigarette packets now and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of stuff is like mainstream. And I was talking to a friend the other day, and he was saying he's in like WhatsApp groups where, like, people he knows like send him pictures of like real life gore and stuff. Mm. And it's like that seems to me like the just fucking lame first yeah. of all. And there's just something weird about the idea of it being used for not entertainment, but just like oh, so you think you can handle this, do you? Yeah, shock value almost. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess the internet's a big thing with that because you know I could go online now and find literally anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And scar yourself for yeah. life. Yeah. Um, like, I remember when it was like rotten dot com. Yeah, and people, you know things that's, like that. And people, yeah, you know that's what like, I mean. All that sort of stuff now is almost like it's you know, it's probably just a side effect of everyone using the internet now. Mm. But at the time, that was the sort of stuff you'd see occasionally, and be like, oh fucking hell. Yeah, like, yeah. How, whereas now, if there's WhatsApp groups with like you know. People rose like, sending it, it and like, yeah, like, yeah. oh, check out this and all that kind of stuff. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's probably just, there's, there is definitely an element of me being a fucking hipster here because it's <laughs> like, oh, the older stuff is different. It was different, it was different back then, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> but I also think, because there was, was it about 10, 15 years ago, there was like the sort of torture porn thing. Yeah. It was very big. Yeah. Which yeah. I guess was like a reaction to that. Yeah. I guess it was... Um, but even like Hostel I'm, I'm a big fan of the first two Hostel films mm-hmm. I would defend those films I think they're good I think because yeah. there is a sense of humour to them yeah, yeah. there is like, those, like, like the first film particularly starts almost like a sort of Porky's bro right. sort of American Pie sort of comedy yeah. film yeah. and then gets very violent but there is still it's it's sort of making a point mm-hmm. almost I know right, it's, right. it's like, rough so it's not the most like subtle of point yeah. <laughs> but, you know yeah. it's, it, again he's a bit bro isn't he and, yeah and the second one is basically just a love letter to Italian films. It's almost like um, it's got a bit of Night Train murders in there. Okay. And, you know, it's, uh, they're good. And then there's a third one, which is particularly good, which yeah. uh, Scott Spiegel directed. So, you know. um, 
and then Saw which I've never really got into as well Saw I've seen the first one yeah um, and again I think they're like they're always the two films that are put as this like torture porn thing where it's um, it's just violence for violence sake but yeah. I don't think I think they're probably there is there is, there's like a story I still don't know what the well, I don't know where the term torture porn came from I, mm. I suspect it's some kind the tabloid of tabloid yeah something sort of for the children type campaign yeah yeah something. but I've never really been in, I mean I guess it's like normal porn you know when you see it <laughs> but I don't I don't really get what it actually means yeah. you know what I mean it's because any of the films we've talked about here all the old stuff here yeah. you could show that to someone that doesn't like horror and they classify that in the same bracket right definitely yeah especially the fortune stuff yeah completely yeah, yeah. yeah. they're like well, this is like literal nonsense and it's just <laughs> here to like titillate people yeah. with kind of grue just horrible yeah, yeah. stuff basically but uh, yeah torture porn because it's some people that say oh, you know, I like horror film I don't like torture porn I just don't know it's something about there's some it's probably very interesting like feces written about yeah. this but there's probably something to do with like the realism of the effects now and that crossover with yeah. kind of tone and stuff like that but. yeah whereas where I guess like you watch a film like The Beyond and um, those Fortune movies where like yeah they're very gory yeah but because the effects are a little bit off and a yeah. little bit like weird yeah you you, you it doesn't look realistic you can tell that that's like a rubbery plaster face being torn yeah, apart yeah. and you know whereas um, something like Hostel yeah. the, the, the violence in that it's convincing yeah. basically yeah. Yeah, yeah actually this is like do we have like a cut off on how long we can talk about I don't talk about as, as long as we want so one thing I did want to talk to you about on this is this idea we've talked about a lot which is like when people say like oh yeah I love schlock horror like you know it's so bad it's good like, yeah. it's fucking hilarious and, and you and I have said many times because we're like you know gatekeeping nerds we were like <laughs> well no no it's not about that it's not about laughing at these films yeah. but then you think about it and like you and I we do yeah, laugh yeah. about these films but it's a different like I don't know I just wanted to get your like thoughts on that because we of, we've often said it's like it's not about laughing at how bad they are so it's, what is it then is it really- yeah because it's Again, I think the Fauci movies are a good example, and Demons. Well, Demons yeah. is okay. I think we'll use Demons as an example because I love that film. Yeah. Not ironically. Yeah. I think that film is brilliant. Yeah. I think it's really fun. It's silly. I watch it and laugh at it like we were laughing at the, the pimp character yeah. smash everything. You know. <laughs> yeah. I don't think when um, he they were making that film, they thought he's going to be the comic relief. No. Everyone's going to laugh at that character. No. That's not a deliberate sort of funny thing in it. Okay. Yeah. But. It's not a mocking sort of way. I guess it is. It's hard. I guess it's like, why would you watch something you genuinely think is shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Why would you buy it on like Blu-ray or whatever if you actually thought it was really, really bad? Yeah. And why would you repeatedly watch something? I guess it, that's just not how like I approach like art. Like mm. I don't. I don't. Th- There's also this thing where I just think like generally, this doesn't mean like don't you know apply criticism to stuff. But you know when people say stuff like, um, I should talk about music rather than films here, mm. when people say, oh, it's a great album, but you know the production's terrible or something. Yeah. But you can't change that. Like, that's, you have to accept that thing as it is. Yes. Right? So yeah. that's up to you. You either don't like it, that's fine. But don't say, like, it's, it's that thing of, like, that's what makes it that thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm not being very articulate here, but that's what makes it that particular thing. So, like, the spiders in the in the town record scene in the beyond that the we were saying why didn't you just use like you know real spiders for the, the, the yeah, yeah. 
but that's like at the same time that it's done now so you just have to kind of like enjoy it on its own terms I suppose yeah, yeah you know I, I, mean? I get what you mean yeah yeah, um, yeah it's an interesting one I think I don't know I, also, I feel also again going back to like the internet how it's changed people's perceptions of stuff yeah I think because we live in like a world where you can go onto IMDB and leave your review of a film that you've watched and just be like this film's shit the effects are crap I hate this film you shouldn't watch it or you can leave an Amazon review of a book you've bought yeah oh the the paper was printed badly don't buy this it's shit one star one star the postman left it on the yeah yeah. Yeah. like we live in that world where everyone literally everyone's opinion like I'd say it matters but it doesn't but people there's a perception that your opinion matters and can change like yeah exactly art. yeah if I give this enough one stars people will stop watching it that kind yeah. of thing and you get that a lot like when like the new Star Wars film comes out and there's a woman in it yeah because yeah. I can't think of any women in the original Star Wars film <laughs> um, <laughs> like all the sort of like trolls on the internet will be like let's go on Rotten Tomatoes and give it zero stars and try to stop yeah. um, and again like it's that righteousness isn't it it's like mm. that feeling of like I, I'm i going to fucking tear this down because it's got no right to exist yeah it's like well, what the fuck have you done like yeah. you know <laughs> yeah but then again, there's lots of stuff that I hate, but I would never like waste your time just like, like, campaigning. Yeah, against it, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, in terms of art, anyway. I mean, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, like yeah. a film, you know, a film or like a, a album or a TV series isn't like yeah. the pressing issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is interesting. I think I think that's a big part of it is the fact that, and again, programs like The X Factor, where like the idea of someone coming out and singing their song that they love that they've practiced yeah. and then someone going no no you're shit yeah. like that has become how you're supposed to yeah, yeah. an accepted thing to do yeah. yeah it's almost like the way like you know people used to get offended by stuff like video nasties because it's horrible yeah. and inappropriate whereas now there's kind of this righteousness that like oh, I'm offended by this because oh it's just shit yeah and it's like yeah people you know like you say with Star Wars or like Ghostbusters or whatever yeah you know, there's people like it's that kind of like I guess like one thing I always like to say to people that like make stuff and they get like like, me included you get really kind of like over the top out it's got to be perfect you know people are receive this exactly the same way so I always like to say like well okay fine but at some point you're just the creator like once it's out there you've got no you've got no choice over it but it also works the same way it's like for people that you know see this media or whatever you're just the consumer like you've got to be humble about it both ways like it's just yeah these things exist. Yeah, no, so, you're you're totally right, and it is especially with stuff that isn't like high art, yeah, like horror movies. Yeah. And... What? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and, and well, like any sort of media, it's not like it's not fine art, is it? It's not made no. to be like in a gallery. It's, no, there's a purpose to it. It's made to be consumed. It's yeah. entertainment. Um, but, yeah, you've you've got to just like you said, accept it as it is. Yeah, and if you don't like it, then it's not actually a problem. No, exactly. Yeah, just right. move on. Yeah, there'll be something out for you. Yeah, you'll probably find some. Yeah, there'll be something you'd like. I, I but I also do get it to an extent where people because Star Wars is another because I love Star Wars, and I when the Force Awakens came out, I loved that. Mm-hmm. I loved the Force Awakens. I thought mm-hmm. it was brilliant. Yeah, and I was so hyped for the next one really excited and when I saw it I didn't like it and there was a point where I was in the cinema and I was like oh no this is this isn't good yeah, yeah. And I sort of got a bit like worried and I got like and then genuinely for a week afterwards I was like upset yeah <laughs> because like Star Wars means a lot to me and yeah. it was finally because there was there's the prequels that came out and oh they're, they're just bad yeah <laughs> and then 
in my opinion, obviously. Yeah. I don't yeah. contradict everyone's opinion. Um, but like, no, but it's fine to say they're bad. You're not yeah. saying they're bad and they shouldn't exist. Yeah, yeah exactly. And no yeah. one should enjoy. Well, them. that was a thing again after the um, Last Jedi came out. There was like a petition online for them to remake it. <laughs> Oh. Like, do you think like do you think a big like, Disney are gonna like go? Oh, okay, actually, yeah, there's thousands of people on the internet yeah. that didn't like it. Yeah. And again, there was a whole and that whole thing about that. Like the Last Jedi was like people were saying it was too woke, and right. you know there was like which is fucking idiots. Yeah, weird, isn't it? <laughs> but like, imagine having that attitude of being like, I didn't like this film. Yeah, I think they should redo it. It's just entitlement, I think. Yeah. Really. I mean, I don't. I haven't seen any, almost none of the new Star Wars films mm. because of the like the controversy around them bores me so much. Yeah. I don't want to see them anymore yeah. now. Yeah. So that's probably on me. I should probably watch <laughs> yeah. them. But yeah. yeah, I mean, they're good. The, la- the last one's good, and the, the, but the Force Awakens is very. I think that's a very good, solid Star Wars type film. Yeah. But yeah. Before we stop, can we just talk about the end of the film? Oh, right, that is that's a, a good place to end. Yeah. Is the end of the Beyond Go because that is like a. It's one of my favorite bits of any horror film ever I know I said okay. like that's my this is my catch all thought this is my favourite horror film <laughs> yeah but the end of it is just it's so low budget there's almost nothing to it but it is just it gives me like the shivers every time I watch it so if you've made it this far in the podcast you are going to get spoiled by the film <laughs> yeah. do it at the end but uh, the two main characters are running around the hospital where a lot of the action takes place and they run down the stairs uh, running away from hordes of zombies and they run down the stairs and then suddenly they are in the basement of the hotel where the first part of the film takes place so time and space like reality is just kind of like changing completely in there you know he said oh it's not possible how can it be possible so even the kind of uh, I forget the doctor's name I think it's John the, the guy that's been like the rational one yeah, yeah. that's when he sort of finally like breaks down and realises oh shit something he, he's seen he shot about 20 zombies in the head at this point <laughs> yeah. but that's the point which he's like okay logic doesn't apply anymore so they run through the basement and they get into they basically go through the gate to the beyond or hell or the sea of darkness or whatever it's called in the thing and it looks like so it's it's like the painting that the artist is doing at the beginning of the film which is just like just greyness well, wasteland yeah like yeah. a grey wasteland with just corpses laying everywhere so it looks like if it looks to me it looks a bit like something from one of the engravings from the from Dante's Inferno mm. there's all these bodies just laying around it's just grey and featureless there's just kind of like wisps of fog hanging in the air and they they walk into this thing and they look out in horror and then there's like a slow motion shot of them turning around and they see exactly the same thing behind them as they saw in front like I think it might even be I don't know if it's exactly the same shot but it's just the yeah, stairs yeah. are gone they walk down there's nothing so they're in the beyond and they turn around again and look at the camera and they've got the like milky white yeah. eyes that all of the characters that are exposed to the evil have and it just ends with them just like this look of like complete horror just staring at the camera and that's it that's the end it is a f- an effective ending yeah it's really good it's yeah. so it's just I mean again that probably I do find that quite scary because there's yeah. a feeling of like like my partner Kitty said that when we watched it last she was like oh there's definitely a feeling of like hopelessness to this mm. film and that is like one of the most it's not violent in any way there's no eye gouging yeah. um, but it's just it's really unsettling that they're mm. just that's it they're now they are in this featureless wasteland of the dead that might be hell might be something else but it's got them like every, the yeah. whole film is being drawn back towards what you first see at the beginning of the film which is the painting everything in the film is kind of drawing the characters back into that and then it, it gets them mm. and that's the end 
and he's it is I think there's something about that sort of bleakness and I've got yeah. I think like again looking at some of the horror films I love even yeah. the more sort of like light hearted ones always have quite a bleak ending like The Thing has got like yeah. a bleak ending yeah definitely American Wife in London yeah how that ends yeah again again lots of spoilers I'm afraid but if you've listened to the podcast and not seen American Wife in London yeah <laughs> Stop what you're doing. <laughs> but like she shoots David, you know, she kills yeah. like David gets killed. Yeah. And it ends and then suddenly it's bang with a bit of music. And yeah. that ending is so perfect but yeah. grim. And but for a film that's like a comedy film essentially. Yeah. yeah. And, and the original ending of Night of the Living Dead as well. Yeah. That's like the downbeatness, that's what I like about yeah. this. Is like it's like don't even bother trying to fight back against this. Because you can't get a gun and shoot what's yeah. what's taking you on here. That's just it. You've the unknown, the other world has is one like I think that's the scariest thing isn't yeah. it the idea it's some totally well I think horror in general is it's about control isn't it so the scary stuff in horror films is yeah. the stuff that is if you're the control of the situation has been stripped from, yeah, exactly. like, from yeah. you yeah. and that ending to the beyond is that isn't yeah. it it's both so it, I think they're about control and it's about the kind of breakdown of like logic and reality that's yeah. what horror is for me and that's both of those things there yeah you know he's good you know that there's no there's no hope basically yeah and it's all the more effective because apparently that was just a leftover state, like set from another film that it hadn't cleaned the sand <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. So it's just grey sand yeah. and they just left it. I, this is also rather questionable but very fortuitous. I read that those the corpses were apparently like local alcoholics. Oh my god. <laughs> they just bought in. They're called exploitation but, films yeah, for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then um, I also wanted to bring this up because have you seen The Void? I've, I started watching it but fell asleep not because it was a bad film okay. just because I'm an old man right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah I've got I've got it on DVD yeah. but I've heard good things yeah, I liked a, what I saw of it yeah. it's an okay film it's not yeah. too bad uh, I think I've already spoiled the end of it for you on yeah, like, yeah, off air yeah. but for anyone listening I'm now going to spoil two films The Beyond <laughs> and The Void but The End of The Void is a complete rip of The Beyond mm. I would not even say it's a tribute yeah, I it's think just, it's yeah and I spoke to someone who told me who was involved with the uh, like the, the distribution of that film. Okay. And he told me that the director said that he'd never seen The Beyond, which I find that's weird. I, I haven't really looked into it. But yeah. I liked The Void, and but up until the end, and I was like, this is not. It's not a homage. It's just a straight rip, rip, basically. It's not. It's not great. And do you think they would like like I, took from like, The Beyond because it's a lesser known film? I guess it's only really, so it's definitely a film that's known by horror fans, but it's not like I'm, I'm not saying that they stole it and hoped that no one would see. They just thought it was a good. It just idea left a bit of a stale. Yeah. Take. I think it's probably just I love that ending yeah. of Beyond so much, and I can't really think of many other films that, that do it so effectively. To be honest with you, that yeah, it's so kind of just cold and almost do nothing. Yeah, yeah. It is it's probably it is the best bit of the film. I think maybe that's why it's. I think you and I both remember it fondly as one yeah. of our favourites is because of that ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten out of ten. <laughs> or, sorry, five. What is it on IMDb? Is it stars? Or? I think it's five stars. Five yeah, or five. five stars. Yeah. Despite all the what was it wooden effect, wooden, wooden acting and crappy effects. And all that. <laughs> no, well, thank you for that. That was a really that was a really yeah, good show. Yeah, really. Thank you for coming and nice podcast you got here. Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers. <laughs>